Do you want to talk about books? Yeah. Hello, and welcome to A Well-Read Life. This is a place to share stories about good books and the reading life. I'm your host, Beth Jamison. Join me as I meander through my reading journey and discover the books that make up a well-read life. When I sat down to brainstorm for this episode, I realized that there were so many factors that contributed to the start of it that it was difficult to pinpoint just one moment that led to the inspiration of the podcast I've created over the past two years. If I go back to my earliest memory, it would be an interview I recorded with my sister when we were young girls. She's around three or four, and I'm all of six or seven. And my bossy older sister's voice is impatient to move on to the next book on the list. You can hear my sister becoming more and more creative with the title she makes up of the book she's reading as the recording goes on. Thinking back on it now, I'm not surprised at how seamlessly books made their way into the recording. It was natural even at that age to incorporate my love of books into any conversation. But I am surprised at how much the love of audio played a part in my early years. For a little background, I'm not a technical person by any means. That's been one of the challenges of the podcast, the technical aspect of it. But my sister had received a Fisher-Price tape recorder for Christmas that year, and we had so much fun recording on it. So in a way, it was something I was doing even at an early age, which is still a surprise to me at how much I enjoyed it at that age and how much I enjoy it now, because another little background or tidbit about myself is I'm a pretty shy person by nature, so I do not like public speaking. That is one of the most difficult things that I do. And I still get nervous every time I sit down to record, but I love it. When I worked as a seamstress after, shortly after I got married, I discovered audiobooks and podcasts because I could sit and sew and listen to those all day. It was pretty, I don't mean to belittle it, but it was, it was repetitive work. So I knew what to expect. So I didn't have to concentrate on what I was doing and I could listen while I worked. And that got me started on my love of podcast. And it started the desire to start a podcast. So in November 2018, I asked my husband for a microphone for Christmas. And you don't know my husband, but if you did, he immediately started researching all the other equipment that I needed to go along with it. So he helped fill in a lot of the technical that I had no clue about. So I didn't even really have a plan what I would do in a podcast, but I had that desire And for Christmas that year, I got the microphone. I will include a picture on social media of me shortly after I got it. And then in 2019, very beginning of it, my husband and I got a surprise gift, which has been the most wonderful gift of my entire life. Our daughter was born. And I've mentioned before, we welcomed our daughter into our family through adoption. So we had been in the the process for a while. I don't want to share too much of her story because that is private. And we were not expecting a very sudden surprise phone call that we were going to be a mom and dad. (laughs) 
after waiting for so very, very long. So that changed my entire world for the better. But it was still, it was a shock. It was, I say, it's the best shock of my life to transition from working and doing creative things on the side to being a full-time mom. So (laughs) if you can imagine, I went from nothing. I didn't have the, the nine months of pregnancy or anything. I had the years of anticipation of waiting for a baby, but didn't have the the th- the nine months of kind of transitioning, if you will. So it was just a it was a completely new world, and this beautiful little girl was in my arms, and it made me start recalling my own childhood and the kind of mother my mom was. Because I'm, if you have children, I'm sure you have experienced this. You start to reflect on the kind of mother you want to be. And who was modeling that motherhood? And and for me, it was my mom. And I really have always aspired to be the kind of mom that my mother was. Uh, I've had her on the podcast, so you've heard her talk. But she's one of the most genuine and kind and loving people that I have ever met. And her faith has been a huge impact on my life and really integral into my becoming a Christian and and walking with the Lord. It is day in, day out, seeing my mom live her faith and just her kindness to people. I've, I've already mentioned her kindness, but just even in the grocery store, taking the time to talk to people, genuinely caring about them. Mom exudes love for other people. So I, I wanted to be that kind of mother I never felt as a child that we were bothered to mom. I never felt like we were an annoyance to her. I always felt invited into her life, that she took time with us and cared for us. So I wanted to be that for my daughter. And I started thinking about some of the things that mom did with us. And one of the things is that we had such a bond as a family over books. And the other thing that she did is she invited us into her creativity. So my mom is an artist. She always somehow made it a part of our life that we were, again, like I said, not an interruption to her, but she invited us into her creativity. She had her paper and her watercolor and all around us, and she would sketch and draw while we were there. And I'm sure we climbed over her and and upset the the mug of water that she had for her watercolor, but it didn't seem to face her. And she allowed us to be a part of that. She was brave to have that with all seven children that she had around her. So she would she would draw us as well. So it was just to me, it was just wonderful to see my mom not only inviting us into that space but continuing to have that level of creativity, even with so many children. And she homeschooled at one time as well. So I just love that about mom, that she continued to create. That, and, and again, I keep saying that she invited us into that creativity. So that's what I was aspiring to, what I was hoping for. But as far as implementing it, I didn't quite know what that was going to look like for me and my daughter. But going back to that love of books, that was one of the things I knew. I knew I wanted her to have a bond with me over books. And I knew how important it was for her to be read aloud to, even from the beginning. So it was natural for me to start reading to my daughter the very day that I brought her home from the hospital. And I sat down and read to her The Maggie Bee, which is my favorite book from childhood. So I read her that. We read the Jesus Storybook and Winnie the Pooh's ABC. So those were the kind of the starting 
the starting point of that. And my daughter was also a very, very good napper. So while she napped, I started reading voraciously again, just could not stop reading. And mostly at the time, it was books about reading out loud to your children. And it just started a passion in me to have good books for my little girl. So these two women became my inspiration for the podcast. My mom inspiring me to be the mother I wanted to be. And this desire I had to share good stories full of truth and hope and beauty and imagination and wonder with my sweet, rambunctious joy of a little girl. And not only did I have that desire to share it with her, I really found myself wanting to share it with other children and other people. I just, I saw a lack in the world of really good, wholesome, truthful, well-written, well-told stories being praised. So I wanted to share that. And this desire became really a, an all-consuming passion. And when my daughter was around five months old and I was looking for a creative project to do during nap times, I remembered my abandoned podcast idea, which aligned perfectly with my newfound passion of putting good books in people's hands. So in the summer of 2019, I started writing scripts for the podcast during her nap time. I still didn't have quite an idea of what I wanted the podcast to be like, but I continued. And in mid-September, full of nerves and trepidation, I recorded the trailer in my first podcast episode. So that's a little how I started the podcast. If you have more specific questions about how I started it, I'm going to put a question up on Facebook, so you're welcome to just ask any questions that you have, and I will try to be on there this week to answer them for you. As far as the books that I choose for the podcast, that is another story that starts in maybe 2016 or 2017, when my husband and I challenged each other to a reading contest. We invited a family and friends to participate, and it just ended up being us in the end. We wrote a list of rules and logged our reading from January 1st to December 15th, leaving two weeks for the winner to gloat before the New Year contest. The contest was simple. Who can read the most books and pages in that span of time from January 1st to December 15th? And in order to win the contest, you had to read the most books or 10% more pages than the other person. That was added by my husband. And what I thought was a contest only about reading the most books in a year and hopefully beating my husband became the impetus for me finding the kind of books I loved to read again. So before that, I was reading books that were the bestsellers or the most popular books, and they just weren't for me. They just did not have what I was desiring in a book. And at that point, surprisingly, I had kind of lost my way of what I was looking for. So some of the books that I read during that time have become some of my favorite books and what I kind of use as a criteria now for picking books for the podcast. So some of the books and authors were Brideshead Revisited. I read that at the very end of the contest. And that book has still such an impact on my life for one scene in the book, and that was towards the end. And it is such an, an amazing and beautiful scene. And I will hopefully do that one day on the podcast. But it is a very dear book to me for, again, that one scene. I also discovered Barbara Pym that year. And I love her writing. She's described as a modern day Jane Austen of her time. She wrote in the 
the 50s through the 70s. And Excellent Women is one of my favorite books by her. Rediscovered Elizabeth Gouge that year and Helene Hamp's 84 Charing Cross Road. So a few of those names you might recognize from previous episodes, but these books, they didn't just help me win the contest, which I did, but far more than that, I connected to them. I was engaged while I read them, something I hadn't been with the other books I was reading. I cared what happened to the characters, but more than that, the story spoke to my heart. So that contest gave me the vision of the kind of books I wanted to share on the podcast. As far as the criteria that I have for it, I really go by Philippians 4.8. I mentioned this in, I think, the Books of Comfort and Hope episode, but that was a verse that I loved as a child. And it talks about what is good, what is lovely, what is of virtue, to think on those things, uh, things of truth. So I tend to try to look through story through that lens and and bring those books out for the podcast to share with people. And I try to bring some of the older books, books that I loved as, as a child, books that helped form my character. All of those just, like I said, good, wholesome books. I want to choose books that last, sense truth, books that God can use to change not only the mind, but the heart. Books that are full of not just truth, but also beauty and delight and full of imagination and wonder. And books that show the gift that creativity can be the gift to the world that creativity can be, which does not mean that I just read books that are sanitized. I, I sometimes read books with some grit in them. One of my absolute favorite books is The End of the Affair by Graham Greene. It is a book about an affair, and I just, I don't, I don't like to read things with infidelity in them, but this story is just amazing. I have read it maybe three, four years ago. It is still just seared in my mind, and it has one of the most devastating and tragic last lines I would consider in all of literature, especially as a Christian. But it has such a beautiful way of showing free will and God's pursuit of us in the midst of our complete rejection of him. One day I will do an episode on that book. But in the meantime, there is a fantastic article that goes into a little bit more detail of reading sometimes books with some grit in them. It's by Jessica Hooten Wilson for Fathom Magazine, and I'll include that in the show notes. But within that, I want to choose books that would draw me closer to God and not push me away. So even if I choose something with grit in it, it is something that would still draw me closer. I love the Shakespearean tragedies. I think those have a beautiful way of talking about human nature and our need for salvation and redemption. So that is, again, some a little bit of the framework for choosing books for the podcast and also my heart behind it as well as choosing books. And again, if you have any more questions regarding my heart and passion for the, the podcast and, and putting good books in people's hands, I will have that question up on Facebook so you can ask away there. And it's a well-read life Facebook discussion group. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about the technical part there's a lot I'm still learning about this. You can go back and listen to past episodes and hear all my mistakes with sound, which one day my my great hope and aspiration is to go back and re-record episodes where the sound is quite off. I was experimenting with different microphones at one time. I'm back to my trusty one, that the first one that I got, but I didn't realize that I had bad cables for a while. And so that is why my sound got so off for a few episodes. So I will hopefully one day when I have a little bit of time <laughs> as a mom of a very busy and active little two-year-old, I will go back and re-record those. But to start for an episode, I pick a book. I try for a middle grade book each month and a book for adults. 
And originally I had planned to do an episode every week, but again, I'm a mom of a busy an active little girl. So that had to transition to being bi-weekly and uh, it seems to be working so far. But I read the book. I give it a few days to for me to think over and to just meditate on. And then I try to take notes. I'm terrible about taking notes, but I start to write the script after that during my free time. And that might be early morning before my daughter wakes up. It might look like nap time when I can get her to nap. She was has always been an amazing napper. And over this summer is, is fighting naps like her life depends on it. So she may be trans transitioning out of naps very, very soon. She's not quite ready yet because she's still, still falling asleep. Or it may be in the evening after my daughter goes to bed. So originally it's when I first started, my daughter was taking three naps a day. I would work during two of her naps writing the script and then I would read in during her other nap time. So that was ideal, but that didn't last very long. So it may take a couple of days for me to write the script and read the books. It could take a week. It could take two weeks. And then after that, I edit the script. A lot of times I'll read the script out to my mom. And that helps me hear if anything sounds off or if I need to change anything. And I still usually miss something, but it, it's great to have that feedback from mom. Then I record my episode and I edit out all the mistakes I make because there are quite a few always. And then I mix it, which means I add the beginning where my my daughter and I are talking and the music, which is played by one of my older brothers and the introduction along with the episode. And then once that's all mixed, I do try to do one more listen through to make sure I caught everything. And then I publish the episode to Podbean. So that's a little bit about the technical side of it. Kind of rush through that again. So if you have any questions, just let me know. I'm happy to answer any questions that I can about the technical aspect of podcasting. I feel like that's something that's missing when you research how to start a podcast. So anything I can do to help anyone who would be interested in starting one, I am more than happy to. So just send me a question. And then as far as for the future of the podcast, what I'm planning to do, I am hoping to add an interview episode with a friend each month in addition to my regular episodes. That is a hope. I'm really hoping I can start it next month and just carry that through. Talk to some of my dear friends about the books that they love because I'm finding so many wonderful conversations with them in real life about these books and I just would love to share them. And I am hoping we're toying with the idea of starting a Patreon. A website is also in the works and possibly a book club of sorts. So those are all ideas floating around and what they will look like. I'm hoping to narrow down and possibly have some things starting this winter and I will keep you posted on that. But for now, that is all. I hope that you have enjoyed hearing a little bit about the start of the podcast and my heart behind it and, and just kind of how a podcast episode is made. Again, if you have any questions, just send them my way. I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have. Next time, I will be talking about Winnie the Pooh. I'm eager to get back to my research on that. I've just enjoyed reading about A.A. Milne so much and that sweet and funny little book. So that is all for this week. I will be back in two weeks with a new episode. Until next time. 